incredible group of young people. They're truly changing the world right now and will only continue to do so in the future. So I want to start just by addressing this group of graduates um, before opening the word to encourage us all um, from God's word. So a few qualities I want to share about, about you. And it's awesome that Nicole mentioned those things because they're very similar to what I want to share today. The first thing I want you to notice is this, the ways that you have listened. You're so committed to God's people. Love exemplifies this group. From our senior retreat last summer where we challenge you to make a difference in your final year, and you certainly have, to ministering the last two months with Graceland and Madison and what they've been going through and all the adversity, you have shown that you have listened to the needs of others. In terms of the loss, you've expressed a desire to meet, to meet others where they are. During both the 30-hour famine and D-Now experience, it was your idea to go to downtown Asheville to pass out life books, um, to make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, and we made a ton of those in the church van um, with like 50 people. Um, but you had a desire to go listen and meet the needs of the people of downtown Asheville and follow the Spirit's lead. In terms of your sports teams, you have reached out and made an investment through the platforms you've been given. You've truly listened. You're a group that listens well. You also are a group that is that learns well. Ways that you have learned, you've been so committed to the precepts of God. You were all given apologetics Bible at the start of this year. Um, God just really challenged me to, to put a, the copy of the Word of God in your hands, a, a Bible such as, such as this, an apologetics Bible. We've been going through a study of how do we defend our faith in Christ. And many of you, as you got that, you filled in for teachers who missed throughout the year. And even if it wasn't the group that you've been working um, directly with, you were willing to go out of your way to do that. You were willing to learn what God had for you. Many of you asked questions and sought answers from God's word. I can see the intentional effort you put forth in learning from your experiences, your past mistakes, your moments of tragedy, but also your times of success. This is a group that very much is a learning group, but you've also led. I want to share a few ways that you have led this year. You've been committed to God's purpose. Your faithfulness weekly in our ministry has been amazing. Even as near as a few weeks ago on a Wednesday night, I counted about 12 seniors here during the busiest part of their whole high school career in church on a Wednesday night. It was incredible. I know you've had tough, busy schedules. Many of you all, most of you have jobs. Most of you play on sports teams, and, uh, but also you stay committed. You have led through attending, but also you have led through serving. Some of you help in our children's ministry. Some of you help lead our praise band, our technical support each week. Some of you have led prayer times, games, and many other areas. When no one else was watching, God saw you lead. And I happened to watch and see a lot of times too, even if I never told you, I noticed that you were leading. And it was so evident that many of you led in your schools from seeing a few of you on senior night as a captain of your sports teams, and I was able to make a few of those, even on color guard and seeing that, I saw the impact you had as a leader in your teams and the people who rallied around you. I also saw that as far as yearbook staff, student government, to leading a See You at the Pole rally, to fundraising effort, to offset medical bills, all of you truly led. This is definitely a group who's listened well. I don't know if they listened well at home, but they listened well here. They learned a lot as well. They're a learning group. They were eager to get in the word, but also this is a leadership group. There's no that, that as you go, you will continue to serve in whatever capacity, whether it's the military, whether it's in college, or whether it's with a career. 
God will lead you um, each step of the way. This morning, I want you to turn with me to Hebrews chapter 13, verse 7. I'm going to read one verse in just a few moments that I have, and it's an encouragement to all of us today to reflect on the nature of this verse, to be able to see the impact and impact not only the lives of these students have had, these seniors, but the impact that we all can have if we listen, if we learn, and if we lead. So if you would turn there with me, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 7. And it says this. Remember your leaders who have spoken God's word to you. As you carefully observe the outcome of their lives, imitate their faith. Read that one more time. Remember your leaders who have spoken God's word to you. Seniors, reflect on that just for a minute. I know Mac and Nicole have invested, but think of the others in this church. Maybe you grew up in another church and just... Maybe people in your family who've spoken the word of God to you. Think about even in your school system and the people who've invested in you. Remember your leaders who've spoken God's word to you. As you carefully observe the outcome of their lives, imitate their faith. So what are some character traits that you can take away from your teenage years? Church, what are some character traits that we can take away from our own lives to be challenged to go deeper into what God has for each one of us in this Christian journey. The first thing I want to share with you is this. Keep listening. Don't stop. You may not have the support system in which that you have here. We'll always, we'll be here in these moments and we want you to come back and if you're going to AB Tech, you better be here. I know my brother-in-law Mike would love to have you in the college ministry. But as, as you go off, you're not leaving things behind. You're just continuing that journey and we're going to still be here for you. But just keep listening. And in this passage, it's very clear. It says, remember your leaders who have spoken God's word to you. In other words, memorize their teachings. You know, in Awanas, we really focus on that is, uh, is to remember Scripture, is to recite Scripture and know these things. There's a lot of things that we've taught you. I'm not expecting you to know every message from the Reputation series that I'm going through right now. There's no way you'll do it. But if you can rem- remember to set an example for the believers in faith and speech, in, in life, in faith, in love, and in purity, if you can do that and you can remember that passage, that one verse, if you can remember this and say, as you go away, as you remember the word that's been spoken to you and you can mem- memorize the teachings, it'll make a difference in your life. This verse here, remember, means this, to continually recite, to continually remember. In other words, it says over and over and over I hope that this message continues, that it doesn't stop when you walk across that stage in a few weeks, and some of you have already done that, but that it would continue the words that you've been taught, that you would keep listening to that, that you would keep listening to what God has for you in his word. A few things about this. When I think about listening, and I think about listening well, I think about the game of golf. I don't know if you play golf. I coach golf in the area. I try to anyways have a lot of fun with it. But the one thing that I notice is, is you have to focus on the right sources. In other words, when you're out playing, I don't know if you've ever done this, but you're, maybe you're out playing golf, maybe you're a beginner or whatnot. Uh, I feel like I'm still there sometimes. And, uh, and, and you're playing with people and they try to give you advice of things that you should do. What everyone has, there's a lot of sources that think you should change this about your swing or change that. I, t- I encourage my students, don't take the word of a youth pastor, but go to a golf pro that knows what they're ta- talking about. 
know a little bit about it, but say, hey, find the right sources. Focus in on the sources. And in this verse, I want to share a few things about where you should focus, where you should focus your listening to. Because there are a lot of voices that are going to come in your life. I see it every year. This is my 11th group of seniors here at Trinity that uh, I'm able to, uh, um, to be a part of graduate day. And I see this so often. There are so many sources. You have to be careful in what you hear. The first thing I want you to notice in the past is remember your leaders. There are people, there are saints, there are people, saints. And that's even people in your family who have invested in you. And I want you to remember the wisdom they've imparted to you. Not to just live how you want to live, but to live a wise life. There are wisdom that we take. It says, remember your leaders who have spoken God's word to you. So take the wisdom that has been imparted to you. Remember those things. Remember those teachings. Meditate on those over and over and over. May the voice of those leaders continue to speak into your life. The second thing is this, the writings of Scripture. You know, the Word of God will never return void. As I'm sharing today with this senior class, it's really being effective to all of us. God's been showing me so much in studying this one verse that God wants to show us a lot from His Word. The writings of Scripture is so true and so evident in our life. And if we apply it, do not merely listen to the Word, but do what it says, it will change your life forever. So not only the wisdom of saints, the writings of Scripture, but also the whisper of the Spirit. You know, the Spirit is what illuminates the Word. And it says, remember your leaders who spoke God's Word to you. If you're hearing another message other than this message, that's not what he's talking about here. It's a message of, of the writings of Scripture. Make sure that that's what you're putting into your mind. Renew your mind by focusing in on, on God's Word. And, and, and listen to this. The Spirit will speak to you. And in one verse it says this. It says, the Spirit will talk to you. It will say to you, this is the way. Walk in it. He's constantly speaking to you and I. Look at Acts chapter, chapter 20. Acts chapter 20, verse 28. And as we talk about this, keep listening and focusing on the right sources. Notice what is said here about those who are going to come and possibly into your life and in our life and in our, in our church. Acts 20, 28 says this, Be on guard for yourselves and for all the flock that the Holy Spirit has appointed you as overseers to shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. I know that after my departure, salvage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. And men will rise up from your number with deviant doctrines to lure the disciples into following them. Therefore, be on the alert, remembering that night and day for three years I did not stop warning each of you with tears. There will be people who come into all of our lives. They may be at your job. They may be at your college. They may be in your schools. And they're going to come in and they're going to try to be um, divisive. They're going to try to get you not to listen to the word of truth. And you've got to be very careful to listen in closely to the wisdom of the saints who've imparted so much into you. You be very careful to look into the writings of Scripture to say, it's not what I just hear from you, but what does God's Word say about it? And you've got to be careful to listen to the whisper of the Spirit. See, the sheep know the shepherd's voice. And they know the voice. When I walk into the room of my three-month-old daughter, and I just say a word, and she is alert, and she looks up, and she's listening to her daddy 
she understands in that moment that that's a recognizable voice. And in the same way, I believe that as you go, there, will, there are voices that you will remember. Voices from your mom, voices from your dad, from your mentor, your small leader, your, your pastor, your youth pastor. Remember those teachings and walk in those ways. The second thing I want you to notice is this. Not only do you need to keep listening, keep learning. Keep learning as you have done so well. And it says that as you look at these leaders' lives, it said, as you carefully observe the outcome of their lives, imitate their faith. Carefully observe. I've, I've been big in telling you that it's not just what someone preaches, right? It's do they practice what they preach. You can put up a good talk, but not have a good walk. And as leaders, this is a challenge for us, church, is, is, is our walk matching up with our talk? Are we putting into practice that which we are preaching? And you need to watch those people who you're following to make sure their outcome of their life carefully observed. That means, literally it means this. Carefully observed means to look twice, to look again. Not just to look once and say, okay, I got it. But to look and say, okay, what are they really teaching me? What are they really showing me through their life? Not only do we memorize their teachings, but we match their testimony. I don't know if any of you like puzzles, but at my house we like to, make, to, to have puzzles. And so I brought a few today. This is the alphabet puzzle. It's my son's Evans. He loves it. He puts it together over and over and over. Normally it takes him a few minutes because he's a really small kid and it makes a really long stretch of puzzles here. And before we go anywhere, he has to put this thing together. But there are two key elements to this puzzle. One is the alphabet. The other is, is the pieces. We know that it's A, B, C. But if we don't connect them in the right way, it doesn't make a complete puzzle. In other words, we can listen and we can learn a little bit about the alphabet. We can know where they go, but if we don't line them up in the right perspective, if we don't begin to line that up, in other words, these leaders who have invested in you, if it doesn't match up, if it doesn't line up, you're not gonna be successful. The same is true for you. When you go, I, I would challenge you, is make sure that not only do you know the truth, you know B comes after A, but that they match up, that they fit together. And that's what he's saying here is make sure these leaders, the outcome carefully, look twice, make sure it's there. I mean, sometimes, I mean, Evan has it like right here and I'm like, Evan, you got it. And he's like, no, daddy, it doesn't work. And I'm like, son, you've done it 50 million times. It works. Remember, listen, I've taught you this. You got this, you got this. And he's like, it doesn't, and I say, just try it again. And when he puts it together and it's a piece, he's like, hey, I match up the alphabet, but the puzzles are together. You've got to match the testimony of the people who are investing into you. Their investment is there and realize that they have an influence and you've got to match, you've got to match them together. How do we do that? He says, first of all, the way, their style of living. We've got to be careful that, listen, that their style of living is in the right perspective. In our style of living, as you go off to be leaders, this is really a challenge for us, not only to look back, but look, now you're stepping out and you're becoming that leader that this passage is talking about. Many of you have already done this. You've already modeled this for the rest of our youth group. And I just want to continue to challenge you. Say, keep listening and keep learning, matching your testimony up with the teachings that you've gotten. And here we see the way, the style of living. He says, hey, carefully observe the outcome of their lives. This, this is really looking back at leaders who have who've possibly gone on before the Lord, those who have, have invested so much time and effort. They're at the end of their journey. They're at the end of their life. It's as if we're looking back and seeing, hey, 
Did their life match up with what they taught? But then notice the second thing is the witness. It says we have to have sound living. Look at Titus chapter 2. Titus chapter 2. It says this in verse 7. It says, make yourself an example of good works with integrity and dignity in your teaching. Your message is to be sound beyond reproach so that the op- opponent will be ashamed, having nothing bad to say about us. It says, not only your way of living, your style of living, but your witness. Man, your witness, that's your testimony. As you go off, make that sound Live, live a sound life. In other words, a, above reproach. And allow the word to steer you in that direction. But then notice the last thing here is the will. Submissive living. If you flip to, I know I'm in a few different verses today, but hang with me. If you flip back to that Hebrews passage, not Hebrews 13, 7, but Hebrews 13, 17. He goes on to say this. He goes back to this idea of leadership. It says, obey your leaders and submit to them, for they keep watch over your souls as they who will give an account, so that they can do this with joy and not with grief, for that would be unprofitable, unprofitable for you. In other words, obey persuasively. As parents, that's what they do, right? I mean, can we all agree, even parents of these, is, is we want them to obey persuasively. You know, if we got to force them to do something, that's just it's not... You know, it's not as good, but it's, if we can persuade them in such a way and steer them in such a way as to obey, and I would challenge you, be submissive to the will of God. And this passage is saying submit to those in leadership over you, those who have, have led you in a godly path, but yet in the same way, listen, be submissive to the subjects of, of, of what God wants to have for you. That's what Jesus did, right? He was about his father's business. It wasn't about his agenda. He said, Lord, what do you have me to do? You know, not my cup. You know, to take this cup from me and say, hey, not my will, but your will be done. That's got to be our will as well. Say, Lord, not my will. I want to be submissive to you. I want you to lead and direct my life. So we've got to see that we keep listening. Don't stop listening. Your parents, when they call you, make time for them. When you come home on the weekend and you want to see all this group and you want to come see your youth pastor and all this, don't forget the people who've invested in you most, your parents. And be willing to keep listening to them, but also keep learning. Don't let learning stop because you're not in Woe Student Ministries Wednesday and Sunday. Allow that process to continue. Learn from situations, but also learn from Scripture and what God has for you. Then lastly, I end with this. Keep leading. Keep leading. In other words, mimic their template. Mimic the template that's been set before you, not mannerisms. Please don't copy me in my mannerisms, okay? But in methods of living. My wife has started crocheting. We got any crocheters in the house? Anybody crochet? My curse, you don't crochet. <laughs> We've got a few people who crochet. Here's what I know about crocheting. I don't know a whole lot. But I know when she gets finished and she has this nice little Disney bracelet or... um a hat for, for one of our child. As I see that, I say, how do you get to that place? How do you get to a successful crocheted hat? How do you get to that point? She says, I follow a pattern. And whatever that pattern is, I mimic that template, that pattern over and over and over, and it's successful every time. 
when she gets off the pattern, when she gets off the pattern, it distorts what God intended for beauty. And the same is true for our spiritual lives. Follow the, follow the path. He says, imitate their faith. It doesn't say imitate them. Imitate their faith. They have the template. Follow the right sequence for the greatest success. Follow the right sequence for the greatest success. Well, you say, what do we follow? Glad you asked. It says here, first of all, I want you to follow the work of service. Chapter 6 of that same Hebrews. Chapter 6, verse 11, he says, Now we want each of you to demonstrate the same diligence for the final realization of your hope. Notice the pattern here. So that you won't become lazy, but will be imitators of those who inherit the promises through faith and perseverance. In other words, the work of service. If you're going to mimic a template, mimic the work of service that you've seen displayed before you in the lives of so many people around you, in 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 your own life as a senior here in our youth group. The second thing is the weight of success. The weight of success will be determined by how well you serve the Lord Jesus. And then notice the worth of servanthood. You don't have to flip here, but I'm going to close with this with verses. 1 Timothy 5, verse 17 says, The elders who are good leaders should be considered worthy of an ample honorarium, a double honor, especially those who work hard at preaching and teaching. I would dare say this. If you've taught many classes this year of a younger grade during our, our apologetic study, I bet you after you taught that, you would have gotten double honor by doing that and you have learned so much. Because you have to listen, you have to learn. And then when I say, hey, Brianna, can you teach this class? And she says, yes, sure, I'll do it, gladly. I will guarantee you that after you go through that and you've led that, you would have gotten the ample honorarium that was due for your service. Listen. Man, success is not measured by what you do in this world, man. It's measured by the impact you make on other people and for his glory. That's the greatest impact. And you know what's so neat about this passage? As I close, you know what's so neat about this passage? The verses before, the two verses before say, the Lord, he would never leave you nor forsake you. You have nothing to be afraid of because he's right by your side. The verse after it says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I think it's very important here because otherwise we'd say, hey, we're leaders, man. We've, we've invested in them. We've done so much for them. You know, thank us today. But that's not what's here. Right in the middle of this passage, right before it and behind it is Jesus. He's behind you. He's in front of you. He's leading you. And he says this, hey, I'll never leave you nor forsake. He says, I'm constantly there for you. That's God's nurture. But then after that verse, we see God's nature. He's the same yesterday, today, forever. He's constant. He's constantly there for you, and he's constant despite us. So today I share with you this. Follow our examples. As 1 Corinthians 11 one says, as we follow the examples of Christ, no one who has led you is perfect, right? I mean, you can say that about my life, right? No one is perfect, but here's the deal. Now it's time for you to lead. Others are looking to follow you. So the challenge is to keep listening. Don't tune it out. Tune in. Don't stop learning from his word and from the outcome, the, care, the looking twice back to see and learn from others 
who've gone before you and certainly step out and lead in the ways that God has for you. Because I believe that if you follow that sequence, there's great success ahead of you. Don't you know I love you? This church loves you. We're proud of you. But more than that, Jesus Christ is thrilled that you're a part of his kingdom. I want you to stand just for a moment. Just the senior class, just please stand. And we're going to pray over them in just a moment. But I told them this. We've done a lot of recognizing them today. But they understand they would not be here today if it weren't for you all in this church. So I'm going to give you opportunity right now to thank all these people who've invested in your life. Go ahead. Church, if you would stand with me, we're going to pray. Pray for this graduating class. And I wonder today if God has not spoken to some of you. Maybe you're not sitting in the first three rows, but God's spoken to you and you say, you know what? Man, God's challenged me to listen. No matter how long you've been in this journey, we all need to listen. Or maybe he's challenging you to, to get back to learning what exactly God has for you. Or maybe it's to say, hey, it's time for me to step out and lead. The last song of the slideshow was burn like a star and let it begin in us. Church, let it begin here. This has been the model for us. Let us follow that example and make a difference out there. Let's pray together. Lord, as I stand here and pray over these seniors today, God, I pray that you would take them guard them and use them for your glory. Lord, I pray that, God, they would certainly follow after the example of who you are. Now as their leaders, God, as they go out and make a difference, may they follow hard after you. Lord, I thank you for the people in their life that they've listened to. I'm so thankful the people that you've placed in my life that has led me, that was the example for me, not just through their talk, but their walk as well. God, I pray that I would remember the leaders who taught me your word. Lord, I also pray that we'd carefully observe the outcome of their faith, God. We'd carefully observe the outcome of our faith in you. And Lord, I pray that we would lead out, that God, we would mimic the template you gave before us so that when others do follow us, that God, we would show them you, that you would never leave us nor forsake us. And Jesus, you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we're gonna cling to the cross and we're gonna cling to who you are so as we go today, we pray that you'd make these graduates know that you're right in the center of their life and that you want to guide them each step of the way. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. We hope you've been blessed by today's message. If you'd like to find out more about Trinity of Fairview, visit us online at trinityoffairview.org or call 828-628-1188.